This episode of Rick and Rick Rule the World is brought to you by Taskin, the first name in premium quality travel gear with slim, stylish gear like the Taskin Edge professional laptop backpack for business and travel. Save 30% on your next purchase when you use promo code RNR take 30 at TaskinSF.com. Next up on an all-new Rick and Rick. Is that the Justice League in a gory new R-rated animated movie? Adweek wants to know which brands do you want to shelter with most? How COVID-19 will shape the future of VR. Plus, loaded questions and a whole lot more. And it all starts right here, right now. On the one show where everybody spreads it on Rick. And everybody rules the world. Welcome one and welcome all to an all new episode of Rick and Rick Rule the World. I'm Rick Matheson and I am joined as always by the JP to my Morgan, the Oscar to my Meyer, the Frito to my Lay, Rick Wooten. How the hell are you, Rick Wooten? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Good. Happy Father's Day. Oh, it's you too, my friend. They were the kids around to uh, feed you or did they head out the door and kind of forget that it was Father's Day? <laughs> a little of both. You know, I had, had some time with them uh, this morning and then uh, they headed off to do some of their own things and uh, we're getting back together for dinner. We're going to be doing tacos tonight. That sounds good. Yeah, we're kind of doing the same thing. Went for a long walk this morning and then I think my wife and daughter are going to get me something good to eat right now. First full episode we've done in a while. We've both been super busy, but we have plenty on tap for everyone. So let's start with Rick and Rick Radar. Some fun news from the Mandalorian season finale on Disney+. Plus. Creator John Favreau brought in the 501st Legion as Stormtrooper extras for the show's season finale. I saw it in Cinema Blend, but apparently the 501st Legion is a large volunteer organization comprised of and run by Star Wars fans who are like serious cosplay enthusiasts. These fans are, I guess, dedicated to producing detailed and accurate recreations of iconic Star Wars costumes in general, but Stormtrooper outfits specifically. One thing that was cool is they didn't tell the group what they were going to be filming. So it was a total surprise to all these fans that it was the Mandalorian and they got to hang out with the stars on the set. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, how excited they must have been, right? It, yeah. If you're if you're somebody doing cosplay and a big fan of a franchise like this, I mean, it, and I think it's every one of their dreams probably to be in a Star Wars uh, show or movie. And so getting called like this and invited on, it, it's it, it's just got to be terribly exciting for them. I, I think it's I think it's really awesome. I think it's a, a neat thing for the franchise to do for its fans. I mean, that was pretty funny because, you know, as they they were kind of uh, putting together this final scene of the show, I think they had originally had like 30, uh, 30 stormtroopers specked out for it. And then, you know, the more and more they got into it, they're like, you know what, we need a lot more, but we don't have the we don't have the costumes, we don't have the whatever. And so they they called the, the 501st Legion and invited them to come and uh, participate in this. And so it's, it's, it's amazing. So, you know, obviously that tells you that these cosplayers have you know, basically film level, you know, uh, replicated stormtrooper outfits and, and, you know, there they were. And so a very, very cool way to, to integrate the community back into the show. And what a smart move from the producers. I mean, Hey, we need X number of stormtroopers. They get people who know what they're doing and they bring their own costumes. That's a truckload of money right there. They can probably pay for another baby Yoda puppet with that. (laughs) 
I finally got to see the Justice League Dark Apocalypse War this weekend. It looks fantastic. You know, I, I have this friend who loves uh, Darkseid, and, and in fact, he uses that as kind of his uh, gamer tag in a lot of cases. And so, you know, I, I really don't have a lot of context to it besides just the fact he's talked about it on and off. And uh, and so this was pretty interesting to see and understand that in that good versus evil battle, Darkseid's on, you know, the dark side, no surprise. And, you know, the superheroes are trying to take him out. I mean, it was pretty cool. Yeah, it's the combined forces of the Justice League, Justice League Dark, the Teen Titans, the Suicide Squad, the League of Shadows, and the Legion of Doom squaring off in a final battle against Darkseid the Destroyer. Now, here's what surprised me, Rick. It is a R-rated movie. At wow. one point, Harlequin is singing, If You're Happy and You Know It, Bash Some Brains as she literally bashes people's heads in, blood and brain matter flying <laughs> everywhere. I'm serious, Rick, this could have been called Justice League Red Wedding. <laughs> Truckloads of blood and guts, language that includes all plenty of assholes, dumb shits, and for sakes, Challenge of the Super Friends is not. But for diehard DC fans, worth checking out. Very cool. All right, when we come back, it's time for the good, the bad, and the marketing. So don't go anywhere. Rick Nation, don't forget to check out our website at rickandrick.com. It's double the Rick in just one click at rickandrick.com. Welcome back to Rick and Rick Rule the World, Rick Matheson and Rick Wooten. And it's time for the good, the bad, and the marketing. Now, since shelter and place orders first went into effect in response to COVID-19, what, back in March, Zoom went from 10 million users to 300 million users. But according to Forbes, the outbreak may also finally give VR its day in the sun. Yeah, you know, I thought I thought this article was interesting. And, and you and I have talked about what we've noticed as trends, but this article was great because it actually broke it down and, and had this great chart where it showed uh, a number of the, the different headsets and the impact that they had kind of uh, to the marketplace as far as units sold and adoption and that sort of thing. And so, you know, the big, the big one was back in, you know, early 2014 when Facebook acquired Oculus, right. you know, there was a step function, you know, the, the sales doubled over uh, the course of a month or two. And then, you know, it kind of settled back out and, and it kind of became its own thing. But then all of a sudden we had a whole bunch of more approachable, uh, you know, inexpensive ones like the PSVR and the gear and the Vive, you know, these all kind of, you know, came out in that 15, 16 time frame uh, before things really kind of settled down again through 17 and 18. And this is the point where, you know, you and I were starting to get a little depressed because, you know, we're a big fan of this, this space. Mm -hmm. We weren't really seeing a lot of innovation or adoption, but then at the this time of the year last year, the Oculus Quest was introduced. And so you and I are pretty excited about that one coming out because it had really good resolution. It, it had a, a, you know, a good catalog of games and it was approachable. It didn't require the PC. It didn't require a lot of the, the extra stuff that these other headsets did. And so we saw a nice little bump, but then there was a step function around Christmas time and we saw that thing just take off. And, yeah. and we talked about this because I, I was, you know, trying to figure out if I should get a second one. Uh, and I just couldn't find them. They weren't anywhere to be found. It was absolutely amazing. And so that kind of settled down again in the beginning of the year. But then as, as COVID started to, to happen, it took off again. And so this is what you and I have been uh, hypothesizing is that, you know, this, this shelter in place, this, you know, being remote thing uh, would give it another chance. And this article from Forbes talked also a little bit about the upcoming 
uh, or, or what they believe is going to be an upcoming release this fall around Christmas time of the next version of the quest, you know, the quest two or whatever it's going to be called. And, and you know, how, again, that, that could kind of excite the marketplace. But the good news here is that content is up. Uh, we've, we've actually got some AAA games coming out for these now. Uh, there's a, a couple that launched over the, this last six months and we have a lot more people uh, getting involved. And the surprising one was uh, one of the charts they had in here, which was the expected adoption rate by basically different types of uh, verticals. Yeah. So specifically enterprise versus consumer. Right. And so if you look at like the very strong, it was like 8.7 for consumers and it was 18.4, you know, 10 points higher almost for enterprise. And so yeah. that was a, uh, that was kind of an interesting one where, you know, for us, I think you and I have been hoping that this would really take off in the consumer space and we'd see more consumers using this and we'd see content and, you know, basically social media and these types of uh, experiences uh, take off. But it may actually be that the thing that's going to drive this is, is that enterprise workspace, you know, whether it's uh, working on projects remotely with one another or interacting with CAD designs or what have you, that may end up being the one that takes off. But there's no way to look at it differently. It's definitely uh, seen a spike during COVID. One of the uh, graphics in this article shows the search interest in VR headsets. And that last one, April 20th, I think that spike right there was just me. <laughs> Because we were looking to, on a client's behalf to give away 30 Oculus Quests as part of an event. And I'll tell you, they are very hard to get now. You know, when I was first reading the article, I was thinking, is it going to be the virtual reality version of Zoom? And I personally don't see it used for meetings. If it were sort of the typical animated avatar style representation of people, I don't see that really being that compelling. But for other applications, for sure. Like, I want some really cool cool stuff to come out of us all having to be you know, stuck at home. Absolutely. Had we created this infographic and it said, which brands would you shelter in place with? And they had houses with certain brands in them. And I want to get your reaction to this, Rick, to see what your choices would be. Uh, House One has Coca-Cola, PlayStation, Doritos, Old Spice, and Nike. House Two has Jack Daniels, Cars for Kids, Hulu, Ben & Jerry's, and Patagonia. House three has Aviation Gin, Spotify, Target, Tide, and Sephora. House four has Disney, Uber, Burger King, Nintendo, and Ikea. House five has Netflix, Third Love, New York Times, Geico, and Wendy's. And house six, the final one, has Peloton, Starbucks, Quibi, Apple, and Popeyes. So, Rick, which one of these houses would you want to shelter and place with? Wow, that's a tough one. It's almost easiest just to eliminate some of these, right? So I'm, I'm not a big uh, Jack Daniels fan. I gave up on Hulu a while ago. <laughs> I love Ben & Jerry's, but you know, that would be the one brand there that would carry me. So I, I'd have to eliminate that house. House 5 is tough because Netflix, I'm a big fan of Netflix, but the rest of them I, I'm not super passionate about. Four, four. They've got they've got a lot of good things on me with four. So there's you know Disney, uh, which I, I I'm a big fan of Disney, uh, Uber, uh, Burger King. I'm, I'm I'm digging on Burger King, uh, Nintendo and IKEA. Those are all good. You know, yeah. I I, I think at this point, I, I think I'd have to say House Four. Where where'd you land? Where would I land? So I want to believe that I would choose House Six with 
Apple, Starbucks, and Peloton, but that's only if I could do e-commerce with House One to ship me some Coca-Cola and Doritos, and maybe the House with Aviation <laughs> Gin. So uh, yeah, I am non-committal at this point. Yeah, House House One was pretty compelling to me as well. You know, so here's the interesting one. I I thought when I started looking at this that uh, they would have your traditional uh, brand A versus brand B kind of thing in here. So when I saw Coca-Cola, I expected one of the other ones to have Pepsi right. and it didn't. Right. And when I saw PlayStation, I expected to see Xbox somewhere. So it was it's kind of interesting how that worked out. At least one of them. I had no idea what Third Love is. So that was a brand I had no familiarity yeah. with it, but I just looked it up and there's a reason for that. It's a bra and underwear brand. So... Uh... <laughs> That would be why I didn't know about it. And then this House 6 was pretty good, too. Like, I'm, I'm a fan of Peloton, uh, Apple, and Popeyes. Uh, Quibi, isn't Quibi the new streaming 15-minute? Yes. Yeah. I, I, I could do I, without that. Yeah. And I don't drink coffee, so Starbucks is out. You don't so. drink coffee. How did I not know that? How, how did you not know that? Wow. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I know. I know. The show is over. Forget it. We're done. <laughs> This episode of Rick and Rick Rule the World is brought to you by Tascan, the first name in premium quality travel gear with slim, stylish gear like the Tascan Edge professional laptop backpack for business and travel. Save 30% on your next purchase when you use promo code RNR take 30 at TaskanSF.com. Welcome back to Rick and Rick Rule the World. This is Rick Matheson with Rick Wooten, and it's time to play Loaded Questions. Rick Wooten, first question of three. In its forthcoming prequel series, Star Trek Strange New Worlds, CBS says it's considering making James T. Kirk A, female, B, biracial, C, bisexual, or D, bipolar. In a forthcoming prequel series, Star Trek Strange New World, CBS says it's considering making James T. Kirk. Which of these? Wow, you know, I uh, I haven't seen anything on this. I don't think it's bipolar because he basically is in the original <laughs> series. So I'm gonna try bisexual. You are correct. So according to We Got This Covered, Star Trek Strange New Worlds will focus on Captain Christopher Pike and his tenure aboard the Enterprise. There will apparently, there are rumors that a pre-Captain James T. Kirk may play a role in this series and that CBS is toying with the idea of making the character bisexual. I guess that would explain why he calls Dr. McCoy Bones. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what to think of that. I mean, he was a womanizer in the original series. So I guess it's going to be equal opportunity there, I guess. That's right. All right. Question number two. North Face have joined a growing number of other brands that are boycotting which of the following media outlets for allegedly spreading hate speech and misinformation? A, Fox News, B, Facebook, C, FX, D, Fuse, or E, The Weather Channel? Yeah, I've been reading about this. This is Facebook. Uh, a lot of companies are are not liking Facebook's uh, hands-off approach. Yes, you are correct. So according to Engadget, North Face announced that they're joining Upwork and a number of other brands in, I guess it's the hashtag Stop Hate for Profit campaign after six civil rights groups called on brands to stop advertising on Facebook and Instagram to push the social network to do more to combat hate speech and misinformation. All right, final question. With brands realizing the COVID-19 pandemic may be with us longer than we'd like to imagine, Starbucks has announced that moving forward, what the brand is always called the third place, that place between home and work, will now be redefined as A, the space between cars and the Starbucks drive-through lane, 
B, the interaction between you and the barista when they hand you your frappuccino. C, that place in your memory where the third place used to be. Or D, your breakfast nook in between Zoom meetings. Starbucks yeah, says the third place will be which? I don't, I don't know this one, uh, but I'm going to guess it's between you and the barista when he hands you the coffee. You are correct. Fast Company reports that, so get this, the CEO's name is Roz Brewer, perfect for a coffee company. <laughs> she says, quote, we're learning that our customers really feel that experience isn't just sitting in the store. It's when you hand off that beverage and the interaction between the barista and customers that can happen at the drive-thru or the entryway pickup. We feel like we're creating a third place just in a different venue, end quote. Now, to be fair, and this is, again, goes back to a common theme in the last couple episodes, Rick, uh, Starbucks has been moving in this direction for some time. So apparently 80% of its business has been grab and go for some time now, and now a new digital order and pickup strategy that was originally slated for rollout between 2023 and 2025 has been obviously fast-tracked. So over the next 18 months, your Starbucks experience, however you want to define it, will begin to look a whole lot different. Not that the strange rakes among us who don't drink coffee, for crying out loud, are going to notice. All right. Well, thank you. That was great. Time for us to go. So until next time, join us at rickandrick.com where you can listen to archived episodes and connect with us both, both Rick Matheson and Rick Wooten on our individual social channels. When you do that, we hope you'll look for us at Rick and Rick Rule on Facebook and Twitter. And of course, come on back next time for the one show where everybody's name is Rick. And everybody rules the world. 